You guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, you need to. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcast, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to Mimesis, the podcast about all the twisted ways that art and life imitate each other. I'm Stacey Rourke. And I'm Sandra Sheriff Zachary. And we're like your hosts and stuff. I don't even care about that part. Let's just get to the fun stuff. <laughs> I was going to say, well, are you going to finish? I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> okay. Today will be no to- talking. <laughs> All I'm going to say, we have we have a Twitter account now. It's at Mimesis um, underscore podcast. Find us yes. there. And we're not going to do any talking this week. Because I do have I'm- to make one like revision. <sighs> I know. I know. You're killing I'm me, Smalls. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'll be I'll be cool. Go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. Go ahead. So when we were talking about Channing Tatum in Public yes. Enemies, and I, we said like he was wee Baron, he was a little bit older. <laughs> How old was he? Twenty nine. Oh, he, I mean, he's not a baby then. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Okay. No, he no was that's 29. fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Um. So. Okay. Correction made. And I think we need to let people know why I'm so excited. Um, But also, I'm a little scared about this particular topic for a couple reasons. Like, I'm excited. I'm so excited. But also, I'm a little nervous because um, you, as a family member, know how crazy I get when I'm, like, all into something. Yes. (laughs) I I go, like, full nerd girl over it. And I think people are going to see here how extreme I get in my nerdness when <laughs> I like nerd girl side <laughs> <laughs> big time so yeah. should we just get right into it then can I yeah we have I, to can, I, can we go okay good 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 <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much this week we are going to be talking about Elvis Aaron Presley his life versus the new movie Elvis that just Elvis. came out. Yes. I okay. Before I, I'm gonna rant. So I'm just gonna ask you, you. You watched it. I literally just finished watching it like ten minutes ago. And what were your thoughts on it? I don't know. <laughs> it's been ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I liked it. Okay, but there's a lot that I, I don't know much about Elvis. So it's like, well, we're going to change that. Here don't today. have a lot to compare it to. Yeah. We're, we're going to change that today. Um, yeah. I have been watching this movie pretty much on a nonstop loop. <laughs> I'm not kidding. <laughs> I work from home. I like to have background noise. Normally, yes. I will have podcasts on and I still have listened to my, my podcasts. But in between those, I have the Elvis movie playing on a nonstop loop. Yeah, because it's it's the soundtrack, it's the performances, it's the Elvis of it all. 
Like, yeah. And literally, I want a shirt that says it. It's the Elvis of it all. It's <laughs> incredible. The kid who did it, I don't even know his name, the actor. He Austin Butler. Nailed it. Oh, my God. So much so. So yeah. much so. Like, I um, showed Scott a picture of, like, Elvis, and I was like, he looks so much like him. <laughs> it's funny you say that because I was watching the movie one of the times with um, my girls and Ellie made some comment about Austin Butler at the beginning of the movie. And he was yeah. like, he looks like a young John Travolta girl. I paused the movie. <laughs> I paused the movie. I was like, what did no. you just say? She's like, he looks like a young John Travolta. I'm like, no, 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 no. So I pulled no. up a side by side of Austin and Elvis. I was like, he looks like Elvis. He does not look like John Travolta. No yeah, offense no, to John looks- Travolta, but Elvis yeah. is Elvis. So, yeah. Yes. Um, I have been a huge Elvis fan since I was a little girl. Uh, there's a reason I think the Lilo and Stick, Stitch, Stitch soundtrack is one of the best <laughs> Disney soundtracks. It's yeah. because it's got Elvis m- music in it. Um, little known fact Elvis died one month before I was born. So yeah. I missed being on the planet with him by like this much, this much. So <laughs> it was literally the anniversary of his death was yesterday. Yeah. 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 And my birthday's coming up. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So we didn't get to share the planet for any kind of time. Um, but yes, I'm a huge fan. Uh, and I was very excited to see this movie. I, I was worried I was going to hate it at first because I'm, I didn't know how they were going to do it. And yeah, I could see that. Being a fan and not knowing. And I also, I worried about Priscilla and Lisa Marie and how he would be viewed by other people. You know, this person that they love so much, but I think they did it so respectfully. And even the family has has had really good things to say about Austin's performance. We'll get into that later, but... um, as we do this, I'm not going to go scene by scene and dissect everything because because no, there's so there's much. so much. So we're just going to touch, you know, we're going to go in chronological order, but we're going to touch on a few things. Um, another reason I'm not going to do everything is because I want everybody listening to this to see the movie, right. experience it and form your own op- opinions because it's it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it to see. Even if you're not a fan of Elvis, like your Uncle Jay, my husband, he's not a huge Elvis fan. But this past weekend, I was like, I've been talking about it so much. Can you please just sit down and watch it with me? <laughs> and he did. I and he got done. I just need you to know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right, I just yes. need you to watch it. And he did. And he was, first of all, he was like, no, that was a good movie. That was a good movie. Great performances. And then later on, he was like, was your intention with that to get Elvis music stuck in my head? And, you know, your <laughs> uncle has a good singing voice. So I was like, you're damn yeah. right. That was my intention. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so before we tear into the movie, I do want to call out some of the, the, the director and the cast. This was directed by Baz L- Luhmann. Um, and it was obviously a lab- labor of love for him. It was perfectly yeah. executed absolute masterpiece uh tom hanks is in it as colonel tom parker you can't go wrong with tom <laughs> no. hanks i mean no. there's a reason everybody loves him uh, pausing there for just a minute did you see the um paparazzi footage of the paparazzi dude that nearly knocked 
Tom Hanks' wife, Rita, down. And Tom <gasps> Hanks yelled at him and told him to yes. back the fuck up. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I was if like, Tom I've Hanks never seen that man do anything <laughs> like that. <laughs> if Tom Hanks yelled at me, I would just break down sobbing. <laughs> yeah. I, I would feel like I had disappointed, like, an, an angel. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry I am this way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then as Elvis, we already talked a little bit about Austin Butler. Yes. Um, I didn't know who he was other than seeing him like in tabloid photos or he uh, walked the Met Gala red carpet this year actually with Priscilla Presley. Uh, but I didn't know much about him before any yeah. of this holy shit you know there there are millions of elvis impersonators in the world yeah that's not what he did here uh he studied elvis's mannerisms his life his voice any subtle nuance that made elvis who he was and he rolled it all together in his performance and it was i will die on the hill that austin butler deserves an academy award for his performance Absolutely. I think he was just phenomenal. He was. He was. I agree with you on that. Thank you. Okay. So I got the feel of the movie. Yes. It kind of made me feel when I was watching it just a tiny bit of Moulin Rouge. I can see that. I can see that. And you want to know why? It's the same guy. It's the same guy. I just liked that. It's the same guy. <laughs> I was like, yes, I, of course. That's why. Did he do the Leonardo DiCaprio Roman Romeo and Juliet? Yes. Because I got some. Yeah, I thought so. I got some vibes See, of I that don't, there too. I don't think I've ever. I've seen that one. But mm. he did the Great Gatsby. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's got that flair. But you know what? Yeah. For this in particular, that flair that he has, it fit Elvis so perfectly. Yes. It just it fit the 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 glitz and glamour that is yes. Elvis, Elvis on stage. Yeah. The Las Vegas. Yes. Yeah. It it rolled in together perfectly. Yeah. I will say before we get into too much of this, um my my 14 year old who we have talked about, she doesn't normally communicate her feelings on things, <laughs> but she was watching the opening where um Elvis is down on Beale Street and he's, you know, he's intermingling with the black community at a time that segregation, yes. there were segregation laws. And um, Madeline, my 14 year old, made the comment that I love how he didn't view segregation as a necessary thing, that that was these were his people and that's where he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she made some trendy comment about like Elvis being woke or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was. Uh-huh. He, he was. was. That, yeah. Absolutely. So there was that. All right. Gushing aside, are you ready to get down to it? I'm ready. Okay. Now, the movie starts off. Um, obviously, it starts off with Colonel Tom Parker. But shortly after that, we see Elvis as a little boy attending a gospel church revival and being absolutely enthralled by the music there. Now, do you think yes. that part's true? Yes, it absolutely is. That is 100% true. (laughs) Um, The Hill was a black neighborhood in Mississippi. 
when Elvis and his family lived there for a time and during which he would attend these revival meetings and was incredibly inspired by the gospel music, so much so that in, it impacted his music for the, the length of his career and his life, for that matter. Yeah. That was the music that made him happiest. Um, also, the little boy that plays Elvis <laughs> looks so much like if you look up and we're going to have to post so many side by side pictures with this episode. If you see young Elvis next to this little boy, they look so much alike. He's got yeah. that because his hair was actually a lighter color. He really he dyed it black. Yes. Oh, I um, didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Elvis was almost a blonde when he was younger. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that little boy, he's got the lighter color hair that he's got the those big hound, hound dog eyes that so many people <laughs> go crazy for. Um, yeah, he looks a lot like him. So I was really impressed by that. Yeah. Now, Elvis was 19 when he performed live for the first time. And in the movie, it shows girls going absolutely apeshit right Crazy. off the bat for him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, now, do you think that's really how people responded to him right off the bat? I don't know. <laughs> um, he had some awkward performances in the beginning part of his career when he was learning his, his craft. That's to be expected. Okay. But... From the get-go, girls responded to him. The ladies. <laughs> and his wiggling hips and just lost their shit over him. Yeah. Um, by today's standards, like, what he was doing seemed tame. I mean, yes. he wiggled so freaking <laughs> Michael Jackson could moonwalk and Prince could wear backless pants on, on MTV. Right. But back then, that was really risque. Right. Because and they saw it as... The culture of what they didn't want to promote yeah yes like, they i hate that so much <laughs> yeah i agree <laughs> racism I agree. sucks yeah but i will say there was there were some parts in that excuse me and the girls reacting to him uh, people reacting to him the girl who um her boyfriend called elvis a derogatory term yes and then she started screaming and couldn't control herself i loved her yeah. But I also love the guy <laughs> in his first TV performance and he started wiggling his hips. There was that young man watching the TV that you saw him have an awakening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was like, uh-oh. <laughs> I, I do like the one where she's like, the mom says like, oh, please don't hurt my baby. And yeah. I heard like, him. They want to. Yeah. Which is <laughs> true. <just> got, yeah. <laughs> That one boy just cracked me up, though. Um, it mm -hmm. made me think of that, the the TikTok that's always going around. Am I attracted to this? Yes. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. 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 He absolutely was. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in those early days, Colonel Parker really did launch a shit ton of Elvis merchandise, including, including like they showed in the movie, those I hate Elvis buttons, which sold yeah. almost as good as his I love Elvis ones. And Elvis did buy his mama the pink Cadillac that he promised. Yes. However, it wasn't quite the, the shade that they show in the film. Um, the one in there was more of like a fuchsia color. Yeah, the rosy purple. Fuchsia. Yeah. yeah. The car he bought was a 1955 Cadillac Fleetwood Series 60. It was blue with a black roof when he purchased it. Elvis had it 
had it painted a specialty color that the dealership named Elvis Rose after Aww. that. <laughs> yeah. In truth, it was a light pastel pink, not not like the almost purpley color that was shown. Yeah. And I have, of course, I have pictures, so I will post all this with it. <laughs> um, now, before we go any further, we need to talk about Colonel Tom Parker for a minute. He wasn't a colonel. His no. name wasn't Parker. His first nope. name wasn't Tom. He was born Andreas Cornelius van Kulchik, uh in the Netherlands. He ended up in America illegally and did, like the movie said, join the carnival to get by at first. Yeah. He did join the army for a while to avoid being deported. Okay. But uh, later became a deserter to the army. The only reason he was called Colonel had nothing to do with his time in the military. In reality, after helping the governor in Louisiana, Jimmy Davis, with his election campaign, Davis bestowed the rank of Colonel on him in an honorary capacity. Even though he was a slime ball. Yeah. <laughs> and he was a military deserter. Like, right. I don't care if it's honorary. The guy was a military deserter. No. Right. He doesn't get the title. No. Nope. No, no. No, no. Yeah. Also, every time he would mention the snow job thing, oh, I am yeah. not mature enough for somebody to say <laughs> snow job. I'm sorry. <laughs> I turned into a 12-year-old boy every time they said that. I was like, uh -huh. <laughs> Okay. Now, this one kind of bummed me out. The movie shows Elvis as being close friends with B.B. King. Yes. Uh, sadly, that wasn't the case. No. They they knew each other. They were okay. acquaintances, but not real friends. They weren't like buddy buddy at all. Okay. Like there's there's pictures of the two of them together, but it wasn't like they were hanging out at the club and talking yeah. all hours of the night and I really wish they did. That was a really cool relationship there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um that said, Elvis's wiggling did get him into a lot of trouble. Yes. He, he caused a lot of riots. And uh, in the movie, at, there was a performance in Memphis where he was told not to wiggle, wiggle so much as his little finger or he'd get arrested. He really was warned that, which, by the yes. way, I loved that. I loved that. Yeah, little the little away. pinky. <laughs> yeah. In the movie, he says... I'm going to show you what the real Elvis is like tonight. Now, do you think that was real or scripted? I, I don't know. No real. idea? No guess? Real. I'm going to say real. You're right. He he did actually say that on a stage, you know, when he was warned about all that. Uh, he did not launch into the song Trouble afterwards. Oh, okay. Um, did he just, like, stand there, hold his finger, pinky, <laughs> and those, like, Come at me, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I think if you do that finger thing too much somewhere, you just morph into Danny from The Shining. <laughs> Red Ram. Oh, oh by, by the, the way, way you show. <laughs> by the way, I watched The Shining with my two teenagers. <laughs> I knew when they were getting scared because they start making more jokes. Um, yeah. And well, then they inch closer and closer. Um, the oldest ended up on me. She was sitting in my lap 
the youngest moved she she was still in an, a different chair but she moved closer, closer to my end of the couch and was like their phones were put down they were leaning in towards the tv um <laughs> you remember the part when wendy his wife is running and like her hands are kind of flailing yes um, they were both yelling at her they were like pop your arms high knees get your kid it was hysterical <laughs> they were like why is she running like that um dramatics yeah and I, I don't want to go off on a tangent too much here because we have a lot to cover, but it yeah. ended and the credits rolled. And I was like, so what did you guys think? And both of them were like, that was the scariest movie I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> and then they That's were like, can great. we watch an episode of Friends? <laughs> I need a palate cleanser. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes, you can. We're going to watch Friends and we're going to laugh. Yeah. Okay. Now... Back to business. Where were we? Taking care of business. Taking care <laughs> of business. See how I rolled it in? Uh -huh, Back to Elvis. Uh -huh. um, okay. <laughs> so uh, instead of launching into the song Trouble, which, you know, seemed pretty perfect for that thing, that moment, he uh, actually went into Heartbreak Hotel after that. Oh, okay. Primarily because Trouble was written in 1958. Oh, or the movie okay. King Creole, so it didn't exist quite yet. No, not yet. No. Also, that night that they showed there did not end in a riot like it showed. So no. that one, he did cause riots. That particular night, there was not a riot. Now, following the trouble scene with the riot, the movie shows that Colonel Parker didn't approve of Elvis's wiggling ways and that it got him into trouble. So he pushed him to join uh, the army to keep him out of jail. Right. Uh, in reality, Parker was, he not... was drafted. Well, he was drafted, but Parker wasn't yeah. against his wiggling. His wiggling ways were why he signed him in the first place. He right. loved all that. It, you know what I mean? It's like the, what's that saying? Um, all press is good press. Right. I mean, the newspapers are splashing Elvis's face everywhere because people are outraged about this. So it was free publicity and Colonel Parker freaking loved it. So he enjoyed all the publicity that was coming with Elvis's wiggling right, because hips. that made him money. Yeah, exactly. Money he was on every newspaper. Everybody yeah. had an opinion on Elvis because everybody knew who he was. He was the biggest star in the world. Yeah. The real reason, like you said, was because on March 24th, 1958, Elvis got drafted. Yes. Now, the one part that is true is that Colonel Parker wanted Elvis to come out of this looking like the boy next door. Yes. So he talked directly to the Pentagon to ensure that Elvis would be a regular soldier and not in the entertainment corps. He wanted him. Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Which to me, that's like a risky move. Yeah, this is your biggest. Die. Yeah, this is your biggest moneymaker and you're sending him out on the front lines. Right. Ooh. And it paid off for him. It did. It did in a big way <laughs> because, you know, people changed how they saw him. Yeah. Now, here's something kind of cool that I didn't know. Um, during his time when he was in the army, Elvis served under 
General Colin Powell, who was a lieutenant at the time. Isn't that cool? Yeah. <laughs> History's neat. Uh-huh. <laughs> when asked about it, Powell said Presley looked like every other pimple-faced soldier there, and he did as all the others did, properly saluting, saying sir left and right, and trying to get along. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. He wasn't out there being a, a superstar. He was just no. one of the regulars. Yeah. yeah. Also, he called Elvis a pimple-faced kid. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see a pimple on that kid. <laughs> No, <laughs> but I mean, that's no. makeup and airbrushing and <laughs> oh my gosh, you know what? I was talking to, who was I talking to today? Um, Melissa Ringstead, one of my editors. Um, we were talking about Elvis's eyes and Austin Butler has very similar eyes to Elvis. Yes. It's, it's the definition of bedroom eyes, that look that they have that yes. you're just like, oh my. <laughs> yes. And then the added like guy liner. <laughs> I have okay. I'm gonna go off on a tangent again. Okay, <laughs> um, you know my my husband is a manager at a Trader Joe's, and they yes. have themed days that they do. And they had an emo day recently, and <laughs> oh, he had to open yes. that day, which means he had to get up at like two o'clock in the morning, so oh, he didn't dress yeah. up. But we're sitting outside, and he was telling me like the other costumes that people had, and. I love my husband. He doesn't listen to this podcast, so it doesn't matter what I say. But <laughs> I was only half listening. And he was telling me what other people were, were wearing. And then in the middle of it, he's like, well, if I didn't have to get up at 2 a.m., I was planning to wear. And he started like describing like a whole bunch of necklaces. And he was like, I was going to put the guy liner on and I was going to wear a black T-shirt and I was going to paint my nails black. And I had been scrolling on my phone and I completely put my phone down and just looked at him. <laughs> I was like, you have my attention. Go on. <laughs> Please do. <laughs> and he stopped. He's like, do you want me to do that now? I'm like, I kind of do. <laughs> the bathroom's right over there. My makeup's right here on my this makeup's shelf. Right <laughs> Take whatever yeah. you need. There's my jewelry box. Make it happen. Yeah. Let's see. <laughs> I took my daughter um, back to school shopping today. Yes. And she put this outfit on and I was like, when did grunge come back in style? And she like looks at me and I was like, kind of emo, kind of grunge. That's the yeah. look you're going mm -hmm. for right now. And she's like, I don't know. I just like it. And I was like, I like it too. <laughs> yeah. it's. The, I see these teenagers walking around in flannel shirts and ripped up, yes. ripped up jeans and like construction boots with bangs. And I'm that was literally me in high school. That's exactly yes. what I wore. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, my, my like beginning years, I was like full on like parachute pants, black hair, black everything, black eyeliner. And then by the end, I kind of went more flannel jeans. Mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's more comfortable. It was a lot more comfortable. And the whole... When it rained, I didn't have, like, wet pants to my knees anymore. <laughs> yeah. And you didn't look like, you know, um, the crow with your eye, yeah. your mascara yeah. my, running my down mascara your face. Running. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> that was another thing that came out when I was in high school, the movie The Crow. Oh, The Crow was so good. So oh good. It was. Yeah. Okay. We're getting distracted. I know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, this new persona of the boy next door 
Elvis embraced it too. And after finishing basic training, which by the way, in the movie where they show them clipping his hair, that was actually something he did in front of all the cameras. So those pictures are everywhere. Um, He made the statement, the army can do whatever he wants. No, the army can do whatever it wants with me. (laughs) For a minute, I made the army a dude. Yeah. (laughs) The army can do whatever it wants with me. After that, he was sent to Friedberg, Germany in the 3rd Armored Division, where he donated all of his pay to charity. Aw. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot that can be said about Elvis. He did have his good sides, too. I think people focus on the negative so much with him, though. Yeah. And I have I have opinions about all of that, too. But maybe if we get to the end and we haven't, you know, gone over in time, I could talk about my feelings about some stuff a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so it was during his time in Germany that he met Priscilla. Uh <laughs> okay. Now uh-huh. by today's by today's standards, their relationship started uh very questionably. Yes. Um I'm not gonna say I condone it. No. I will say it was a very different time. Um so what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna lay out the timeline for you and how things went, and everyone listening can form their own opinions. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, Priscilla was 14 and Elvis was in his early 20s when the two first met. They are 10 years apart. Um, she visited him a few times, but sweet words and one kiss were all that happened at that time. And this is according to Priscilla herself. Yeah. Because it was a different time. As she says, it was an innocent time. Yes. Um, shortly after that, he came back to the United States and she stayed in Germany for two more years. Right. Cause she was with her father, right? She was with her parents. Yeah. yeah. Um, during that time they talked on the phone and they exchanged letters, but they didn't see each other again in person until at the age of 16, Priscilla convinced her parents to let her visit him in Memphis a couple times. Okay. And she did. She went for a couple visits. Um, her parents made sure they were always chaperoned. They they put a lot of trust in their 16-year-old daughter. And again, she says it was very innocent. After that, Priscilla begged her parents to allow her to move to Memphis to be with him. They only agreed under the terms that she would live in the guest house with Elvis's father, Vernon, and his second wife, and she would go to a Catholic all-girls school until she graduated. Which, it seems you would want other boys around to possibly distract her, but whatever. Oh, do, right. You, know, you go off, you do your thing. <laughs> a boys um, that are her age? Yeah. Um, she, she went to the school and she did graduate. And during this time, it is rumored that Elvis had other girlfriends. So it's we're not nobody is saying that the king is celibate during this time. He is rumored to have had other girlfriends during this time. It wasn't until Priscilla was 23 years old that the two of them finally got married in Vegas. Only after they were married did they have any kind of sexual relationship. 
So they had spent all that time together, and she claims she was a virgin on her wedding night. <laughs> I wish you all could see Sandy's face. <laughs> Again, Fine. these are her words, not mine. I know. There were two people in that room, and it wasn't either of us. I know. And that's where I do kind of have a little bit of opinion and, like, more concern. Like, was he grooming her? Yeah. And by today's standards, we know the word grooming. We didn't know it back then. Right. And like, why were the parents okay? Were they, obviously he had money. Did they not have as much money? And we're hoping that this would give her that elevated status in society. Like, there's there's so many cases where people, yeah. 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 Like, but see, if you think about it, if they met when she was 23 and he was 33, that's not so big of a deal yeah like yeah in some i like you said i think it's because we know the word grooming now and we understand what that is in the 1950s the fact that he waited until she was 23 to touch her was probably considered noble now we know it as okay but he was grooming her and making him her love him this whole time so Right. right again you have to put the it into the context of time but i'm right there with you there's there's a lot of parts of it like if if my 14 year old daughter came in to me today and was like hey so listen i want to move to vegas and you know be with this celebrity and i'd be like (laughs) Uh, no no. (laughs) we are not gonna do that Uh uh-uh no 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 but here's the flip side of that okay here's the flip side she maintains that they were yes. both able to control their impulses until she was 23. I know my own impulses. <laughs> and if I was spending that much time with Elvis Presley at, yeah. in the prime of his life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I had a kid at the age of 22. <laughs> So you know, <laughs> you know, there are impulses there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we see both yeah. sides of it. We yeah. see both sides of it. But yes. I will say, whatever the truth is about the beginning part of their relationship, right? Priscilla never remarried. No. She still to this day has had one and only husband and swears that he was the love of her life. So we can yes. say whatever we want about right. the rela- beginning part of their relationship. We can't take away that truth. And that is, right. he was the love of her life. Right. So absolutely. There's that. Yep. Okay. So after returning from Germany, Elvis, as it showed in the movie, went to Hollywood in a big way with a string of movies. Um, until eventually the demand for those films kind of dwindled down to nothing yeah. because they were they were the same thing over and over again. If right. you've seen one Elvis movie, you've seen you've them all. all. Kind of like, what's his name? Now my brain just went blank. John Wayne. Yeah. 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 If you've seen one of them, you've seen them all. Yeah. Um, the movie shows Elvis taking a meeting with Steve Binder and Bones Howe up by the Hollywood sign. Do you remember that scene? Mm-hmm. That didn't exactly happen that way. They didn't really go up to the Hollywood sign. The special that followed 
obviously did. That was his big yeah. comeback special that everybody knows about. Um, in the movie, it shows Elvis kind of stringing the colonel along that it was going to be a Christmas special idea yeah. and it turning into something else. That's not really how that happened. He did stand up to the colonel and he did let him know that, no, we're going to do this a different way. Yeah. Um, I understand why they showed it the way that they did, but he he did stand up to him a little bit more there. Yeah. Like, I um, really thought, like, in that scene that there would be, that's where Blue Christmas came from. And I was so hoping to hear that song because I mm-hmm. love that song. I do, too. I have to hear it every Christmas. Yeah. Um, now, here's a fun side note that, like, this blew my mind. Okay, so this was Elvis's big comeback performance, right? This yeah. is, like, the resurrection of his career. That stage performance is the first time Priscilla saw him perform live. Oh, wow. Yeah. She met him in the military where his big stage performing days are done. Yeah. And then he came back to the United States where he started doing movies. Movies. Yeah. So she'd been on sets with him. She'd seen him perform on sets. This was the first time she saw him work a audience and perform live. Can you imagine? Like, you've been married. Like, she's known this man since she's 14. And this time she's like... You know, she's, what, 24, 25, and yeah. she's seeing this side of him a decade later and is like, okay, baby, go off. Look what you can do. <laughs> and that's how Lisa Marie came. <laughs> Lisa was already born, but oh, okay. <laughs> I think they probably tried for baby number two that night. <laughs> yeah, I would be yeah. very impressed. Look uh-huh. what you can do. <laughs> I think the closest I have to that is, um, oh my God, this is so stupid. I go off on the dumbest tangents. I don't know why any of you put up with me. Um, I, I grew up a single, uh, a, a, an only child and we had yeah. a basketball hoop outside. So I would go outside and shoot hoops by myself for hours because I was an only child. What the hell else yeah. are you going to do? And it wasn't until like within the last couple of years of my marriage that your uncle and I ever had an opportunity to shoot hoops together. And he was like, <laughs> holy shit you're not good at any sport how are you good at this <laughs> only child exactly because th- yeah. i this is one of the things i had to do yep i i kind of had that same little thing with scott i'm an only child as well yeah and um our local library they have video games that you can borrow so mm-hmm. they had the old Lion King for like the Super Nintendo, but you could play it on the Switch. Okay. And I was like, I'm getting it and I'm playing it. And I started playing it. And he's like, how do you remember this? I was like, this is literally the only video game I had. And I sat <laughs> playing it for hours because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I had nobody to play with. Yep. Mine like, was, that was the original of- Super Mario Brothers. Yep. Yeah. This is this is your babysitter. Here you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. So... I was really darn good at that video game. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the joys of being an only child. Mm-hmm. You know what else we can do really well? We can pandemic like a motherfucker because we yes, know we how to entertain ourselves for hours on end. Yeah, Everybody else yeah. is going stir crazy. We're like, what are you guys all worked up what, about? What? Yeah, <laughs> we got this. I didn't start going stir crazy until this year. <laughs> <laughs> I trained my entire life for this. Uh-huh. Okay, um, back to the topic at hand. Um, in the movie, it shows that Bobby Kennedy was shot during the taping of the comeback special. Um, yeah. This is 
in reality, he was shot during rehearsals, not the actual taping. Okay. So, I mean, it's it's it's, it's still close. Pretty, yeah, it's close. Yeah. Um, Kennedy's death did have a huge emotional impact that inspired the ballad "If I Can Dream." Okay, that acted as the finale for the special. In reality, Elvis had to hear that song seven or eight times before he was convinced to perform it. Um, his fear was that it was a little too Broadway. Okay. Uh, instead, finally, they won him over with it, and it went on to be the song that launched that special into everybody's heart because it, yeah. it was what people needed to hear. Yes. At that particular moment. Yeah. And I like that they put that in the movie where it's like, people, they need to hear somebody talk about this, and you are huge. Yes. You need to do this. Yes. Because yeah. we need Say more something. people to do that. Yeah. Yeah. All that, Absolutely. it pissed me off so bad when the colonel was like, no, 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 Elvis doesn't, eh, I'm not going to do my yeah. colonel impression. I started to for a minute. That was horrible. Don't do that. Um, but he was like telling him not to do it. Did you see how yeah. easily I started to break you into did. that? <laughs> you did really well. <laughs> Tell me you've watched this movie a thousand times without telling me you've watched this movie a thousand times. <sighs> Anyways, yeah. It bothered yeah. me when he was trying to tell him to shut up about it because yeah. he bothered me throughout the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Like, I I know that's kind of what they wanted you to do. They wanted you to see the bad side of him because they wanted you to see just how much he pulled the strings to make Elvis do certain things. Yeah. And he did. And he yeah. manipulated him so Absolutely. badly from the very beginning. Yes. And this is something that I'm going to talk about later, but. You know, there can be arguments made that Elvis wouldn't have been as big a success if it wasn't for the colonel. Right. But it can also be said that he wouldn't have crashed and burned at such a young age. So, yeah. like He was 42. Yeah. That's young. By today's yeah. standards. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's horrible. Mm -hmm. It's horrible. And <laughs> we're going to get into his death later, but right, it just, yeah. mm. okay. Anyways, uh, shortly after that is when the Colonel convinced Elvis to perform in Vegas. Uh, the way it happened wasn't quite as direct as the movie implied. First of all, the Colonel implies that the show will not come at any cost to Presley and that absolutely was not the case the band payroll just to pay the band to play for four weeks cost elvis eighty thousand dollars out of pocket holy crap yeah so sure the the cost was split but it wasn't yeah. like he could just walk on stage and didn't have to pay anything that's right that's not how that worked no because that's what how most um celebrities get their money is they the sales from their tickets go to part of it the venue part of it paying like they don't just get to do it for free there's cost for the building for your band for the setup crew for like everything parking attendance yeah. everything speaking of which what the hell has happened to ticket prices for concerts oh my gosh that's ridiculous like, I remember 50, 80 bucks was what you would pay to go to a concert. And now yeah. you're looking at a couple hundred bucks a ticket easy yeah. for the cheap yeah. seats. Well, I found a little 
hack, which a lot of people know this, if you go to the actual venue, you pay a lot less than going oh, through really? Ticketmaster. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Ticketmaster has like, you're paying double pretty much because of their stupid fees. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going through Ticketmaster anymore. No, 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 don't. Don't. Try and go local, like to the venue site to buy your tickets. Okay. That's cool. And that saves money. There's still some processing fees, but it's not oh, almost the exact same price as your ticket. Yeah. No, yeah. Ticketmaster is, I mean, yeah. But you know, there's also some shows like like I would love to see Hamilton. I'm obsessed with all yes. things Hamilton, but the tickets are so expensive. So expensive. <laughs> I'm gonna have to win the lottery before I can take my family of four to see Hamilton. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just so. Well, expensive. you mean your family of six, seven, eight, <laughs> eight. Well, Evan's kind of a little little. <laughs> okay, so we're, Evan doesn't get. Sorry, you don't get to go. You don't get to be in the room where it happens, young man. <laughs> I mean, he's only five. <laughs> he's got to be. He's got to know the film backward and forward like the rest of us. I know Emma does. I've heard her her belt it out. Yeah. So. Well, Evan, he'll just sing. Uh, shot. My brain's of, not. Well, thinking. of course he does. Uh huh. That's, That's the same song. kid that made us do the um, Toy Story Mania game <laughs> at Disney at uh, Hollywood Studios. How many times did we do it that day? Was it like ten? Yeah. There was no lines Seven, that day. Ten, yeah. So we kept giving him the option of what he wanted to do. And it was like, the, get off, get back on. Get yeah, he was like, shooting game, shooting game. Yeah. My kids have PTSD from that. We go to Hollywood <laughs> Studios now and they're like, "I'm, you know, girls, what do you want to do? Anything but the shooting game. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if we come down and we go to Hollywood if Studios, they will to take do it. We'll it. do it. <laughs> what Evan wants. Uh -huh. Yes. He's okay. the only boy. He gets I know. away with whatever he wants. Of course he does. Of course <laughs> he does. Except with my youngest, because she will choose violence. <laughs> she will. Yeah, she whipped a remote at her sister's face yesterday for no reason. <laughs> That's a whole other story. <laughs> I will have okay. to hear that later. Yeah. She, she met bunny ears, bunny ears. She meant to throw it at the table, but it oh. hit her sister in the mouth. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, we so we've had to start telling her, please don't choose violence. Mm -hmm. Okay, in the film, it was shown that it was a ploy to pay off Parker's gambling debts that vo motivated him to get Elvis to do shows there. Right. And it's true that once Parker experienced a taste of Vegas, he was hooked. They said okay. that the Colonel was worth um, one million a year to the International Hotel with his gambling. Oh, shit. A million dollars a year with his habit. That's good That's lord. That's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So I think we've said this before. I've never been to Vegas. I know. And I really want to go. Yeah. That's another trip we need to take. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Let, let's see. The last one we planned to go to Sleepy Hollow in Salem. Sleepy Hollow in Salem. And now and we're going to plan the a trip Lizzie to Vegas. Borden. The Lizzie Borton one. Yes. Yeah, you're no. not staying the night there. <laughs> no. You can. I'll visit you. <laughs> until I'm like, okay, I'm engine go. running. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Vegas. Yeah. We need, yeah. A girls yeah. weekend in Vegas. Oh, my gosh. Please. You know what we need to do? We need to find a podcast conference that's in Vegas. 
done sold where do i sign up <laughs> i know we need to find one we need to google it so if anybody yeah. listening knows of a podcast conference in vegas hook us up we want to yes know. please yes okay so uh more than a million dollars million dollars a year to international hotel a rumor floated around that milton prell of the international hotel brokered the deal to get Vegas to get Vegas signed on with Elvis to get Elvis signed on in Vegas by getting money from the mob. Okay. Yeah. This ties into our Dillinger episode. Uh, yeah. Um either way, we can all agree that Elvis was used as collateral in somebody's underhand deal. And Absolutely. Colonel Parker's oh, uh the scene where he wrote the contract out on a napkin that actually did happen actually happened yes and i i do think a lot of it tied in with the colonel's debt i mean you got yeah. a million dollar a year habit there was something going on there um here's another little fun little thing i found in the movie it shows a heated scene where elvis fires the colonel on yes. stage um yeah. that particular scene did not happen um in fact, Elvis died not knowing the truth about his manager's fake identity. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, or how much money he had milked out of him. He died not yeah. knowing any of that. But this scene in the movie may have been inspired by a situation that happened involving Hilton owner Baron Hilton. Okay. While Elvis was headlining there, he went to the home of an employee that he had befriended whose wife was dying of cancer. Sweet, right? Yeah. It's nice. Um, Elvis went there and, you know, had a little meet and greet with her, trying to put a smile on her face. Hilton found out about this and terminated the employee afterwards because of a rule barring contact between employees and hotel talent. That what? night, El yeah. That night, that's, Elvis, that's bullshit. Yeah. He was trying to be nice, and this guy was being a dick. That night, Elvis took to the stage and delivered a furious attack on Hilton, saying in front of an entire crowd that the guy wasn't worth a damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for him. <laughs> I hope he spilled the entire thing. Like, right. this is what happened, and this guy's a jackass. I hope he told everybody everything. Right. I couldn't find confirmation that he did, but I want to think that he was like, I was trying to comfort this guy's dying wife and he ended up losing his job because this guy's a prick. Yeah. Like I offered, not that he asked me. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, Parker obviously found out about this yeah. and him and Elvis fought long into the night about it. And kind of like what happens in the movie, it ended with Parker or uh, Presley firing Parker. Yeah. And just like it shows in the movie, Parker wobbled his butt straight to his office and drew up a bill for what he believed Elvis owed him. Uh, it hasn't been confirmed exactly how much this bill was for. But there has been speculation it was somewhere between 2 and $10 million. Wow. I mean, yeah. that's a wide range. 
It is, but still, whatever, you know, and you're looking at the 1970s, so by inflation standards, it's even more than it is now. Right. But that's uh, whatever the bottom line was, the amount Elvis felt he couldn't pay, so he had no choice but to go back to work for the colonel. And that's that's sad. It really is. This guy, to this day is the best-selling musical artist of all time. Right. And he was trapped by this 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 freaking con artist. Greedy asshole. <laughs> See, I really I took the diplomatic diplomatic <laughs> way, you went the other way. I did. I think I'm just so over the greed of everybody. Yeah. Like every single thing is so greedy right now corporations people like come on it's horrible anymore Uh uh-huh and it's it's not just a brand new thing i mean if people can find a way to milk somebody out of money Mm -hmm. they're gonna do it i mean in my writing career one of my very first books i had a publishing company that signed me and you know they said all sorts of glorious things about how you know they were going to sell my book and it ended up to be a, a complete scam. Right. It's, I think anybody who preys on the dreams and ambitions of another person is just the lowest form of life. That's just Absolutely. disgusting. Right. Because, yeah, um, I can't. No. <laughs> it's okay. You can go. It's a podcast. We're supposed to talk. I, <laughs> yes, but we can go off on a whole tangent. Like, mm-hmm. just the... You did have a silver lining out of it. You got the company. <laughs> I didn't get the company. I formed a company. You. Oh, I, I, thought you t- pu- I thought you took the company and were like, no. No, 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 no. They had left me and a whole bunch of other authors completely in the lurch. And, okay. um, you know, I have a business degree and I consider myself a somewhat intelligent woman. Yes. So I, I reached out to two of the other authors that had were in the same position as me. And I said, look, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm um, learning as I go. But if you guys want to trust me, I will form a publishing company and I will publish your books and, you know, we'll go forward from there. Right. And um, Anchor Group Publishing was formed and we grew. Uh, I ended up I mean, we grew and grew. We had over 100 titles under our belt. Um, the autobiography of uh, Smash... Oh, my gosh. Smash what's the Mouth. name of Smash Mouth, yes. Yeah. I always confuse it because there's Smash Mouth and then there's a literary platform called Smashwords. And I yes. always confuse the two. <laughs> um, but we had we had their autobiography on there. It was a big thing. But the reason I closed it, and again, this is being... Um, transparent as a business is that the self-publishing industry had grown to a point that I couldn't offer my um, authors anything more than what they could do for themselves. Right. And And it's not fair to take advantage of them. Exactly. Once I got to that point, I was like, you know what, guys, anything anything I can do for you right now, you can do for yourselves because there's all these different outlets available to you. So I don't want to feel like I'm ripping you off. Right. So I released everybody's contracts back to them and I closed the publishing house down and focused on my own books. Right. So yeah, that's 
I cold, totally went off on a tangent, but it's the same kind of thing <laughs> of just being honest as a business person. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like the greed just it's it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you could have taken a chance or not a chance, but you could have taken the well, somebody screwed over, over me. So I'm going to just not let these contracts go and give them back to them. And I'm going to keep their money. Oh, yeah. But, and then keep like talking the good talk of, well, yeah. I'm going to do this for you and I'm going to do this for you and never deliver. And no. right. And that's not right. Mm-mm. So, so I just wish I've more always people- said, yeah, that more people did that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've said from the very beginning that wherever I end up in my career, I want everyone around me to to feel that like I've earned it and I got here by being a good person. I don't right. want anybody that has worked with me in the past to be to think that she got there by stepping on the necks of others because I've worked with right. people that have that kind of mentality and right. Yeah, I'm gonna work Same. for it. Same. Yeah, yeah. Like that's kind of how I got pushed out of a couple promotions that I should have had. Yeah, by almost well, being too gonna... nice. Being too nice and being a woman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a whole other episode we can that's get another, into. <laughs> <laughs> thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's get back on track here. We're we're going off on a tangent. That's we our are. thing. Okay. Um, the film did get Elvis's pill addiction right. He was yes. hooked on. Are you ready for this? He was hooked on opiates, okay. tranquilizers, antihistamines barbiturates quaaludes hormones and sleeping pills hormones that's the one that caught your attention the antihistamines was the one that caught my attention (laughs) well that one kind of makes sense you're singing okay uh, well hormones congestion like yeah hormones the, the other one that caught my attention was the tranquilizers, but I could see being so uppity He's on up on all those other things yeah. that he needs to take that to be able to freaking knock himself out because obviously, yes, exhaustion played a big role in his death and like the boy needed to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh. All right, listen, we're just going to get into it. All right. This is yeah. super gross. And anybody that's I, I'm not speaking ill of Elvis. I'm going by the reports that I've read. Yeah. All of these drugs together. Everyone always jokes about Elvis died on the toilet. OK, listen, you don't even understand what really happened there. OK, he was taking so many kind of medications that he was so stopped up. He had taken, yeah. you know, when you do like a if you have a medical treatment or something done, they have you like take a shot of like a milky substance so they can do yes. pictures of your inside. Your colonoscopy. That, yeah, yeah. That kind of thing. He had had that milky substance. He had had that test done three months before he died. And it was still in his system because he hadn't been able to pass it. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's what he needed to do. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like when people joke about this, it's not something to joke about that he died on the toilet. He was doing so many drugs. I mean, I've been after my surgery. They tell you, you know, you need to take something. You're going to get stopped up. That's not a joke. It really happens. Stool softeners, laxatives, prune juice, like all the juice. 
he was on so many things. Like the hormones had to be because I mean he couldn't really yeah function as a man because he was on these other medications you know there was there was uppers there was downers there was all these kind of things and it was wreaking havoc on his body from his comeback special to when he died it was what 10 years yeah and he went downhill that fast because of all these medications that's terrifying so you know, when people are like, well, you know, that's why he died. It's not funny to me. It's not no. funny at all. It's it's a medical. It's something that we need to look at seriously. Like this, this was no joke. That right. had to be in, excruciating for him. I can't even oh, imagine. Probably. Yeah. So, anywho, I, I know I went off on a tangent about that. but No, but that's, the- a, that's real because if you, like, people need to kind of recognize the signs of this stuff. Yes. Like drug use is rampant in the mm-hmm. United States. We don't even realize how many Matthew and Perry when he was on Friends. He was addicted to pain medication the entire uh, time. Yeah. And like that's the thing. It's prescription drugs. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. over the counter medication that's being taken too much. Like you gotta kind of recognize the signs a little bit and be able to push somebody to go to rehab. And like, just watch them. Yeah. Well, just because they're not, you know, shooting up doesn't mean they're not a drug addict. Exactly. I mean, Marilyn Monroe, it was pills combined with alcohol for her. Yeah. It's, it's, it was the pills. They're, they're a very serious thing that I think people think because a doctor prescribed it, it's fine. No, no. No. No, no. It's, it's something you need to look out for. That's why they don't (laughs) prescribe you Vicodin anymore. Yeah, it <laughs> will put me on the floor. No time yeah. for that. I yeah. can't take like that. For me, I've taken it a few times and it did nothing to me. And that's scary because if I was the type of person that had an addictive personality, I would be popping those left and right because when I took it, it did nothing. Really? Yeah. No, it made me like violently ill. Yeah. I didn't even like get to ride a Vicodin high. I was just like, I'm going to pray to the porcelain god for the next six hours. Like I had, I think it was like my wisdom teeth or something pulled out and that's what they gave me for it. And like it took the pain away, but it did nothing else. Yeah. So I could see where, oh, the pain's gone. Let me take more and more and more. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. See, also um, after my surgery, they gave me, or after my kidney stone, they gave me Oxy. I can't take that either. I think that's a offshoot of what Vicodin is. Yeah, I can't take that either. I nearly passed yeah. out at the airport. Yeah. <laughs> so I guess pills yeah. are one thing you don't have to worry about with me. <laughs> <laughs> with me, it's more like falling into a hole or petting something I shouldn't have. That's what's going to kill me. <laughs> Being too curious. <laughs> Being too curious. <laughs> What's in this mausoleum? Oh, oh, shouldn't have gone in there. Yeah. Okay. Um, but going along with what we're saying about the at the drugs, at the time of his death, there were eleven different kinds of drugs in his system. Damn. Um, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. Um unfortunately, Priscilla didn't try to arrange for rehab for him like she did in the movie. In her book, Elvis and Me, she stated that he would check himself into the hospital from time to time and she would call and check on him. Uh, She had this quote to say about the matter. 
People who ask that don't know Elvis. Elvis would no more have responded to an intervention than a demand to give up singing. He would have undoubtedly laughed away any attempt at an intervention. There's no one, including his father, who could have pulled that off. So that part didn't happen. Although, the, yeah. before we move on from there, the scene where he looks at her over the car and says, I will always love you, just mouths those words. Yeah. That destroyed me. <laughs> I ugly cried. Yeah. And I know that that moment probably didn't happen between them, but I ugly it cried. It might just have. Then. I'm sure in, in some, some other. Yeah. Yeah. Because I don't think either of them ever felt that they were truly done with the other. I think right. both of them thought that this was just something they were going through. Right. Or maybe I just choose to believe that. <laughs> Okay, one element that they did get spot on was how a Colonel Parker cheated Elvis out of a shit ton of money. A yeah. judge ruled in 1983. Nope. A judge ruled in 1980, three <laughs> years after Elvis's death, that Colonel Parker defrauded Elvis and his state out of millions. Many even blame Colonel Parker for Elvis's death because of the way that he pushed him. And it drove yeah. Elvis to more drugs just to meet right. the demands expected of him. Right. Which, I mean, it makes sense. It's kind of like what happened to Julie Garland. They give you uppers to get you to perform yeah. and tranquilizers to knock you out at the end of the night. Yeah. Um, and we talked about this before. Would he be a success without the Colonel? We don't know, but I honestly don't think that he would have died in the painfully tragic way he had if it wasn't for the colonel. Right. Now, Priscilla Presley herself spoke on this topic and the movie when she said, The story as we all know it doesn't have a happy ending, but I think you will understand a little bit more about Elvis's journey penned by a director to p that put his heart and soul and many hours into this film. About the performances in the film, she added, if my husband was here today, he'd say, hot damn, you're me, about how well <laughs> Austin Butler captures him. How That's cute is that? Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. As the film winds to the close, we hear Elvis mention being cast in A Star is Born alongside Barbra Streisand. <sighs> this part breaks my heart. It's true that Babs did offer him the role for $500,000 plus 10% of the film's profits. But the colonel countered back with $1 million, 50% of the royalties from the First dollar earned plus a hundred thousand dollars in expenses and song approval. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. So is this the same A Star is Born as like A Star is Born that Lady Gaga did? Like was That's it the remake? remake. <gasps> um this one <laughs> was Barbara Streisand and Kiefer Sutherland. Okay. Um, and it was the outlandish demands of the colonel that caused Barbara to walk away yeah. and offer the role to Kiefer Sutherland. And the movie was a huge hit. Yeah. So this could have been the resurrection of Elvis's career yet again. Right. But the colonel got in the way and cost Ugh. him the role. And cost him his life. <laughs> and cost him his, his life. Breaking in here with a quick correction. 
I Said Barbara Streisand starred in A Star is Born with Kiefer Sutherland, which is ridiculous. He was a toddler at the time. I know that. I meant to say Chris Christopherson, but I opened my mouth and Kiefer Sutherland came out. My apologies. Again, Chris Christopherson was her co-star. Sorry about that. So we will never know right what would have happened if he got that but as as my research wraps up and we can talk a little bit you know we can just wrap things up here um it seemed fitting in light of all this to end with this quote by elvis himself truth is like the sun you can shut it out for a time but it ain't going away right and eventually it all kept it all caught up with the colonel unfortunately right. it wasn't before you know elvis could uh, right but maybe escape. if if he hadn't died when he did the colonel just kept taking away from yeah. them yeah and i mean them by elvis presley and um Priscilla, Priscilla and Lisa. Lisa Marie. Yeah. yeah. They could have like lost Like he Grace was Land. literally taking money out of their pockets. Yeah. Yeah. And after yeah. Elvis's death, there was a lawsuit that that was that followed that um the colonel then had no claim to Elvis's estate or anything. Right. So it was able to go to his family. Um I watched a little snippet of an interview today where um apparently there was a time that um Priscilla and her family were on hard times and someone mentioned selling Graceland and she flat out said, no, that's one thing I will never sell. I will never sell Graceland. And that just, that makes my heart hurt because that's where they were together as a couple. That was the monument. That's, and okay. So we need to add to our list. Um, Salem, (laughs) Sleepy Hollow, (laughs) Graceland and Vegas. These are the places we need to go. Yes. Because I want to see it. I want to see Graceland. Where's Graceland? Memphis. Memphis? Memphis? Okay. Tennessee. Wait, yes. maybe I've been there. You've been to Graceland? I think so. I think I was like 14, 15. Who'd you go with? My mom, Mike. Really? No, I yeah. can see that. I can see yeah. your mom taking you there. We need to go together, yeah. though, because you'll appreciate but, yeah. it more now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was. <laughs> I didn't care about anything then. And we Especially don't bring our kids. Going, yeah. We don't bring our kids because mine are teenagers and they'll make snarky comments the whole time. We could yeah. bring Emma. We could bring Emma. <laughs> she would not make snarky comments. But <laughs> She'd be like. <gasps> <gasps> She'd be like, I'm just so glad to be invited. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it was. I think they took me to like Opryland. Oh, I've been and, to like, Opryland. Like. They just did a bunch of stuff, but oh. I could be, I could be completely wrong, but. I've also yeah. been to Dollywood. I've been to Dollywood. Mm-hmm. But it I don't was think rainy, it was open. So we didn't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was, was the same say, thing. I don't it wasn't think it was open. Open. So we were just like, oh, hi. Yeah. Dollywood. <laughs> that's okay. where that is. Okay. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly how my experience with it. Yeah. But I want to go to Graceland. They have apparently before you go in, they have like a Elvis museum now. And okay, then you I will say I've never house. went in. It would have been just like looking at it from afar because you okay, know we need to actually my, go in. Yeah. You know my mom. <laughs> we can't go do things. 
No, we don't do stuff. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my uh, whole summary on Elvis. Oh. All right. As we wind to a close here, I have to ask, what's your all-time favorite Elvis Presley song? Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. You got to pick one on the spot. I I can't. Really? Yeah. Okay, if I have to pick one, it's going to be the Christmas song, <laughs> Blue. Blue Christmas? I can see But that. then there's like Falling in Love with You. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. Hound Dog. There's Jailhouse Rock. Oh, like, God. these are all the ones that I really like. They're so good. Well, all of his songs, not all of them. Of, of course, there's some that are like, eh, but yeah. the classics are classics for a reason, and I love right. them all. Okay, what's yours? Um, Mine is Suspicious Minds so much yes and at, he sings it in the movie yeah and and then he starts making out with all the girls in the audience <laughs> while his wife is right there which is weird <laughs> but uh yeah i i just his voice in that song i love it and that's one yeah. of those songs that i just instinctively start singing along to i caught myself singing to quite a few of the songs yeah um i can't think of who was singing it it was at the the club what what was the name? Oh, of the um, oh my gosh! I just totally choked on that. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> um, which one? The oh, um, Little Richard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was fantastic. Yes. So that's why I was like, I love myself. the guy that played him. He was fantastic. Yeah. Although I'm not sure Little Richard ever stripped like that during his show. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, I hear the The door opening and one of my creepy kids sneaking in behind me. So I guess we should probably wrap this episode up. Probably. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye.